Everyone, welcome to the new media show. My name is Todd Cochran. I want to welcome you to a special Sunday show. I was stuck in an airplane yesterday, all day, so we didn't do a show yesterday, but we're here today. And of course, I want to welcome my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenley. Good morning, Rob. How are you? Good, good. It's good to be here, Todd. It's uh, good to be uh, back doing the show with video. I know it's been a it's been a week. Yeah. Um, it's it's different to do it. I think um, just audio. Just because I, I can't see you, yeah, you know, yeah, that's so true. it it does kind of add a little bit of element there of um, kind of body language and facial expressions that um, makes it a little bit more interesting, <laughs> right? Yep, absolutely. A, yeah, from a kind of like, you know being a co-host and uh, type of situation versus I mean because I do an audio show every week that's just audio yep. and I have a co-host and stuff and it it definitely has. There's a different dynamic there doing a live video in combination. So it's good yeah. to be back doing it this way again. Yeah, and you and you, you basically get to, you know, you can kind of watch and you don't necessarily have to wave like, hey, let me in here. But, yeah, you definitely get those uh, those body cues. So yeah. uh, that's good. And that's why some people ask me sometimes, why are you always looking off the sides? Because that's where the monitor is. <laughs> and that's where I'm watching you. So. Um, well, and also of, you're having to, to run a TriCaster there too. Yeah, so yeah. there, you know, you're, you're hosting as well as managing the production or it, the program. So. It is. And I only use about 25% of this thing's capability because I'm, yeah. you know, because I can't be distracted, do other stuff. But anyway, yeah. good morning, everyone. And uh, welcome to the new media show. I, I'm going to um, kind of title this show today, the and it's just because that's what I've been dealing with all week. At least I have. I know. Well, I think Libsyn has you, and maybe you guys too, Rob. But is yeah, the, it sure. is the SoundCloud Exodus? Um, the it, you know we, we've been talking about SoundCloud and their concerns with their company for a long, long time, and and uh, you know nothing. You just like we talked about it, and not even a blip on the radar. But the TechCrunch article earlier in the week oh, oh my god it uh it was like it was like the the ceiling was falling in um yeah that 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 caused a visceral reaction like i i you know i got to think about it. i told the team because i was in columbus i said you know this is nothing i said this is just like uh you know a you know the drip drip of a faucet because if this had been the real deal uh, we'd have been, you know, all dev would have, it'd have been all hands on deck just to deal with the, uh, with the influx. Mm -hmm. But it was, you know, pretty much four of us, you know, pretty much full time for two full days, just doing nothing but dealing with, you know, panicked SoundCloud users mm -hmm. or podcasts. Yeah. I mean, I think they do have a lot to be concerned about. I, 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 I agree. I think every one of them needs to have a backup plan here or just, you know, make a move. Um, I think the time has probably come. Uh, it's hard to say what's going to happen here for sure. I know I, I used to, uh, work with a woman that, um, at zoom that uh, is now VP of content relations over there. And I know she's been putting out some information saying that SoundCloud's here to stay. And I, but that's just, it looks like one person that posted on the SoundCloud blog. And I'd be happy to share that, um, as part of the show notes here. Well, um, know, one, one DJ said that he had a talk with, uh, SoundCloud leadership and they said they're here to stay, but 
you know, here's the yeah. thing. You know, you're trying to get acquired. <clears throat> and when you're trying to get acquired, everything is good. Nothing is bad. Nothing is, you know, there's no mm-hmm. problems. But yet you laid 170, well, you fired 173 people, 40% of your workforce. So that gives you some yeah. breathing room on cash. It does yeah. from a you know from a payroll standpoint. But but, is there any more cash coming in? Is problem. Well, and then is there? There's the perception then. What you're dealing with then is you've got, let's say you what do you, what what do you normally fire? And and if you're a SoundCloud employee that got fired, please don't take this the wrong way. You normally fire the chaff. You get you, you know you get rid of those folks that are maybe not bringing as much value to the company and you keep your superstars. So, um, what, so now, or you get rid of the ones that are very expensive. Well, that could be true (laughs) too. And keep, keep the ones that have the most value, I guess. Yeah. So, so then those folks are kind of like, and then they hear, you know, these rumors that they've got 50 days of cash left and, you know, they are, they said themselves that they did not think that they can make it to the end of the year. So we're in July they've taken drastic cost cutting measures. They say they can make it to quarter four. Well, they always said they could make it to quarter four. Well, at least you assumed in their language that they could make it to quarter four. But then this rumor comes out or however TechCrunch got this information that they've got 50 days of cash and, and then they said, no, 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 we can, we're, we're good, we're good. Um, who, who do you believe when you have a company who was hiring up until two days before they made the, the, the firing announcement? And people were, had been given job offers, had quit their jobs, were in the process of moving from one country to another and said, oh, sorry, you don't have a job now. Um, yeah. Who do you trust? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh when this stuff starts to happen, things can get ugly real fast. Um, plus, I also know that they've been they've been burning a lot of cash because they've been they've been living high on the hog. They guess their their offices back in New York are just really really high end and expensive, and and the, the business really didn't justify it. I I know kind of a little bit being in the music business for many years working on Zune, um, that you kind of have to project, a you know, a certain amount of, I guess, cool factor out there to attract the artists and the creative types that, that maybe you want to have on your platform. Um, but you know, if the company can't really afford that, it's, it, it puts the company in a tough position. Um, and I think that was part of the issue here. They weren't operating a lean and, and mean like a startup that they really are. I mean, they've been around a long time, but they really are kind of in that startup type phase. They're not, obviously they're not self-sustaining business and the music business is very difficult. It's not a tough thing. And as we know, they've tried many times to be acquired. And one of the big reasons that a lot of people haven't wanted to acquire them is because there's just a lot of risk there. Um, and, and most companies want to add a company that's going to add to their bottom line, not, um, subtract you know cause more problems to the bottom line <laughs> yeah. so yeah and, yeah and no one wants to see these folks go out you know i like competition you know and uh their pricing model has been pretty aggressive i think we all recognize that and yeah. a lot of companies you know, i think you know, yeah. well you know i i, I love this comment i'm, I'm just going to have to share it because 
it came from someone that we all know. <laughs> and, um, oh, I got to read this. I just have to read it. Um, classic email. I need to move over from SoundCloud because I read they are going out of business, which, you know, no one said, well, TechCrunch kind of said it. I need to move over from SoundCloud because I read they're going out of business, but I don't like your pricing. Can you offer me pricing that matches SoundCloud? The reply. The pri their pricing is why they're going out of business and why you're contacting us. You know, that to me is just like sums it all up. Um, so we've had a little bit of pushback on that too. Like, oh, you're, whoa, what? Well, how come you're so expensive? I'm like, well, <laughs> I've got a, I got a business model that is, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a business that has to make money. <laughs> you know, I, I have to be in the black. I, I can't be in the red. If I'm in the red, I, I lay off and fire people and go out of business. So, well, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, Todd, you've, you've looked at it and I know that, uh, you know, some of the other companies in this space uh, look at things from the perspective they're they're not necessarily operating off of venture capital anymore. <laughs> so they kind of have to pay their bills every month. SoundCloud has been living off of venture capital, um, and and eventually you kind of have to grow up, uh, and you have to start standing on your own two feet. It's really it. I mean, if you really want to sum it down to the bottom line, these guys haven't grown up. They 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 haven't. Um, develop a model over the many years that they've been living off of venture capital that would enable them to stand on their own two feet. No. Do, do, they've been growing on price is what they've been doing. Do, do uh, you, and that's... Do you know how I built this? Well, how my team built this company, right? I, I mean, <laughs> Rob, at the beginning, this is what we use at the beginning. You know, we didn't, oh, yeah. we didn't have no venture that's capital. That's venture capital right there. <laughs> you know... We we stuck our neck on the line and, and you know and, and and flopped out our well you know well but yeah that's not even a credit card that I mean you got to pay that off every thirty right days, right 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 yeah. you know and I'm just held that up as an example but uh, you know luckily though we we had a pretty good model from the beginning and we had advertising and we had revenue coming in and we had no overhead because everyone was working from home you know so it was uh, you know that's just you know every every company has their own startup stories but no i've never had investors i was the investor <laughs> well and and todd also one of the piece to this puzzle which is um i don't know it's been talked about very much is soundcloud really hasn't been really engaged in the podcast community um really ever <laughs> um and it's and it's and it's because that they are a little bit music focused right yep. um which in reality, their business model makes it makes it a little tough for them to be that music focused because yep. it's expensive. Um, and and it's been a little surprising to me that SoundCloud hasn't gotten more engaged in this community and and been a been a you know had a voice. I don't think I've ever seen a, a uh, you know I could contact my old workmate at SoundCloud. I suppose I I probably should have. Um, and just asked her that question, why she doesn't come to our, our events if she's, if, if podcasters are so important. They don't have them. no but, money to come to events, Rob. <laughs> well, <laughs> she's, I mean, she's, she's very focused on music. Um, but I just, you know, it, it, it gets back to, you know, some basics here. Here's, um, but here's the, here's the next question too. It, it's, it, um, the reason they haven't become involved because it's an afterthought. 
you know, it's an add-on product. Well, we can do this. Let's go ahead and add it. You know, it's it, it's not going to hurt. But yeah. also, we heard, and, and I don't know if this is true, but I got a private email from someone that says they're really worried because, and again, this is, I don't know who's taken over the podcast part, but the podcast section was apparently run out of L.A., um, out of that office. Mm-hmm. And if they canned all those people and closed that office, now who is in charge of the podcasting division? I would think it's my former workmate because she's she's the VP in charge of content relations. So where is she moving to? Is she moving to Europe? I believe she's she's based out of uh, San Francisco. I believe. Well, didn't they? Or, cl- no, 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 no. I think she's back in New York. But didn't they? They closed the New York office. So is she working out of her house now. Yeah. Uh, she says she lives in Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, but I don't. I think they closed, didn't they close all their U.S. offices? I, I thought I, they did. Maybe they did. I I haven't heard that. Well, well, at least one in the U.S. and one in Europe. Okay. So. I know that they they had an office in San Francisco, so maybe that's the one they closed down. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe so anyway, so maybe this, you know, this information I got was totally false. Who knows? But, you know, the bottom line is here's, you know, here's the deal. <clears throat> You, if if you are on, you know, we've been talking about this enough. My God, you shouldn't have to know anymore. But you know, just have a plan. You know, be able to move. You know, be able to. Well, you know, be be prepared if they go out. They go because it, if they're hunting for money, and they don't get it, they're going to run it right to the last hour. Then they're going to go. Okay, turn the switch off. But they're already in debt. You know, they're running on debt funding now, so they're really not running on money that was from the you know in the black so they got like what is that 50 million or something like that they they borrowed you know, think about that i'm thinking if i had 50 million oh, oh, oh wow wow what i could do in the podcasting space yeah oh yeah yep you know let's let's be like wow it's like holy cow thinking you know, give us give us 10 <laughs> Well, then, Todd, it's it's also very very likely that uh, they could be still acquired by somebody. Oh, it's just, I, well, they they have, would be acquired for pennies on the dollar. They have if, to be, yeah. And I this mean, is, if this goes down a path far enough, um, somebody like Google or yeah. or Facebook will come in and snap them up. Well, they are going to get acquired. Let's just you know, let's be, you know, there's there's no reason why they shouldn't. In the, in the in the vultures are circling because they're waiting for the price to go as low as it can go mm-hmm. before they come in there and and write a check. And then the yep. question then the really question becomes because I have no doubt I have no doubt that they'll get acquired. But the real question then becomes, what does the new owner do? <clears throat> yeah. What does he you cut? Yeah, you don't know. Where's the different priorities? You know. So, and we'll see. But yeah. anyway, we're it's been ma- manic. It's people are rightfully so are scared to death. Well, yeah. I think that the most likely candidate, and if I think about who who would have an interest in buying these folks, yep. it would be Google. Hmm. I I mean, if you back up and you really look, think about it from the thirty thousand foot view, it would make the most sense. Right. But I yeah, that's just a speculation on my part. Yeah. I mean, if I look at what Google 
what they're trying to accomplish and I look at what this com- what SoundCloud is positioned to do, there's a lot of synergy there. But it's scary. You heard, what's the name of the company that said they were thinking about trying to buy them? Uh, let me bring up the... That's the company that originally uh, acquired... Um, oh, my God. Uh, let's see here. Let me find it. Deezer. It said Deezer was in play. Oh, boy, that would be a disaster. Yeah, that's who's talking to him, is Deezer. That's, that seems to be the latest suitor. Really? Yep. And I also read somewhere that, and this was on some Reddit channel that someone posted in, I don't know, social media somewhere, that really the challenge has been is that some, some they made some change recently where they brought in Brazilian folks into SoundCloud for part of their network support or something and i guess that was just pure chaos at least that's what the reddit thing said so you know they got they got more problems going on then anyway that's it is what it is but uh but brings up another topic let's let's you know if you're on soundcloud you're at risk (laughs) in my opinion yeah there was um I, i saw this in uh and I'm almost, I'm almost afraid to get into this topic because I'm, there's, this is going to piss some people off. But I just, I just kind of have to. Um, I got a, I saw a link to this thing called the New Media Summit. Have you heard about this, Rob? Yes, I did. <clears throat> yeah. So the New Media Summit is happening September 22, 24th in San Diego. It's the only event where you guaranteed to connect personally with the world's most popular podcasters and leave with bookings in hand. And I'm thinking, is this, are they, are they pitching to people or are they pitching to podcasters on this? And it's like, would you like to meet one-on-one with 40 of the world's most lead, 40 of the world's leading podcasters? I don't know how they determined that, to be honest with you, but uh, would you like to quickly gain massive, no cost exposure for you and your business? Would you like to receive detailed training on how to leverage and monetize the power of new media? If you answered yes to one of the above questions, register now. So I'll look at how much does it cost to register? Let me guess, $2,000. Let's look here. How much? Oh. <laughs> um, it, it makes you go through 25 pages of shit before you figure out how much it actually costs. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you have to click register now. It's like one of these layered things. Mm-hmm. Holy, holy smokes. How much do you think it costs to go to this event? Is If you're a business owner and you want to be interviewed by podcasters, what, what do you uh, think? <clears throat> it's, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Let's see. Five. Four thousand nine hundred and ninety-seven dollars. Oh, yeah. Wow. I'm sorry, I wouldn't touch this event with a ten-foot pole. Okay, they're going to have Marshall Silver there, world-renowned hypnotist, master of inter- interpersonal. Remember, remember Marshall. Yeah, yeah. Don't take my mic away, Marshall. Remember him. Yeah. Where, where, where was he at? He was at the oh. what event? 
I can't remember. <laughs> he but, was the guy but, at podcast. He was the guy at podcast oh, expo. Oh, at the new, new media, new expo. media in show Vegas. in Vegas. In Vegas, that's right. Oh, jeez. Oh my God, they have no idea. No, oh my God, no idea. Yeah. And then, uh, okay, uh, who who's who's going to be at this event? Let's look. Um, Jeff Brown, Michael O'Neill, J.V. Crum III, Nicole Holland, Jonathan Milligan, Jay Wong, Tina Dietz, Joe Joe Burgess, J.J. Yeah. Falanz, Greta. Do they know? <laughs> oh man. Okay. Um. Pay five thousand dollars to go meet to go meet these forty podcasters. I think it's a novel idea, but as soon, as soon as I saw that guy on the list, I'm like, run as fast as you can. Yeah. So who's actually actually behind this event? I don't know. I don't know. They and don't say, let's do see, they? Let's see if I can go to the bottom and find out, because it's got all this marketing bullshit that's in here that's just... It is limited to just 70 attendees. Well, of course, 70 attendees at $5,000 a piece. Steve Oshler? Alsher? Steve Alsher? Uh, sponsorship is Kelly Polker. I don't know. SteveOlsher.com is the website. Yeah, I'm, I'm going there right now. It's not, it's not really loading very fast. Okay. And, you know, it, if, if I was, if I was a, uh, Real asshole, I would go after him for for a trademark abuse, but uh... oh yeah, <laughs> we got it first, dude. Yeah, okay. Well, it it looks like maybe Steve Olsher is behind this. Yeah, and he's got a he's got a radio show, and he does speaking. It, he's it's, America's reinvention expert. Yeah, he, he's it's, it's, it's another internet marketing guy, is what it is. Is this yeah. is this is what this really is? So, um, I, I'm just I look at the list of some of the speakers and I'm like, really, guys, really, you're gonna <clears throat> go? I know a few people that were approached to come and said that they weren't gonna touch us with a ten foot pole either. So, yeah, yeah, but uh, I mean. I'm not going to go to an event and knowing that the people attending paid $5,000 to be there. It's just to yeah. meet me. Uh, you, yeah. you can just send us, send me an email. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah, I, I'm just, I, I saw this and I, I just like, wow. So, well, maybe we just gave him some, we gave him some, I don't know, pr- Free publicity. I guess any news is good news, right? Yeah, but but yeah, what yeah, what when I went true. through and saw five thousand dollars. Says uh, says that you'll receive over ten thousand dollars in bonuses with your registration. Oh, of course they always say that. You know, it's it's in. <laughs> you get you get you know all these free interviews because you're going. Yeah, but. What's a bonuses? Uh, I don't I've know. never heard it referred to it like that. No. So. Six pre-training online sessions, three full days of training, one day of dedicated solely one-one meetings with icons of influence, 
gourmet lunch every day. It better be gourmet if you're spending five grand. Special Saturday evening event, opening reception, and then, yeah, over $10,000 in bonuses. Mm. So we got uh, sponsors are Perfect Podcast Guest. How did Heil get sucked into this? Gene Powers and Brett Gregory, whoever that is. But this Marshall Silver, I'm just like, oh, my God. You gotta be kidding me! What is his? He sells a what? Uh, what? What was his thing? Nine hundred dollars or something like that. He gives. He pitches you for an hour, and then, mm-hmm. then he's like, "People are in the back. Go in the back right now and get out your credit card." And you know, it's it's this hard, hard, hard sell. I've heard his pitch, yeah. and it's it is swarmy at best, in my opinion. Oh. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Oh, oh well, oh well, Todd. Those of you that are listening to this that have signed up for this, just go look for some of his videos. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, okay. It's. So. I mean, Todd. It's. It's basically. What is it? A three-day mastermind is what it is, really. Right. <laughs> or four-day. Sorry. Yeah, yes, a four-day. Shoot me in the head, mastermind. Oh, my God. Says says uh, it's limited to 150 attendees, and I guess they've, oh, they've, uh, they've, they've slashed that. It's only 70 now. Uh, 70 left. Seven. Oh, oh, there's only se- no way that 80 people have signed up for this. That's what they're giving the impression. That's what's happening. Uh, okay. All right. It doesn't specifically say that. No. So it says is just limited to 150 slash 70 now. Yep. It's like, is that how many tickets they have left, or is that they just cut the number down because they weren't getting people to sign up? I, who knows? <laughs> it's hard to say. Yes. Right? It's a full event. It's oh, they they have got a they've got an agenda that keeps you busy from eight a.m. to ten thirty at night. Every day, I haven't really seen a detailed agenda here it, uh, on they, the site. It's it's a little bit below lower, but it's no detail. It's just new media training, new media training, new media training. That's all. Okay, it doesn't yeah. really yeah. doesn't really give you much detail. No one on one meetings with oh oh. In, in, in the last page, day four, Icons Mastermind. That's probably where they sell them the the ongoing $10,000 per year mastermind thing. That, uh, yeah. 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 Uh, so it, who's the one doing the teaching and training here? Well, who knows? Probably all these speakers. Really? I would assume. Who knows doing the training? You know, but it's when I see stuff like this, I just like, uh, yeah, it is what it is. It's yeah. Not, not my cup of tea. Yeah. It doesn't really, really have a huge impact on what we do, Todd. No. It's just, it's a certain group that likes to do this kind of stuff because they're trying to make a business out of this, yeah. this space and they're not really making a business out of podcasting. They're making a business out of getting other people to podcast. Right. So. Or, or trying to, it, you know, anyway, it's whatever. It, 
Yeah. yeah. <sighs> so, what else is going on besides what? that? We've got SoundCloud falling from the sky. And we've got the IEB sets an upfront lineup for oh, the market. Oh, we should talk about the IEB comment period on the measurement system. Yeah, we should do that as well. Yes. Yeah. So what did you read it? Did you read the changes? No, I haven't yet. I haven't haven't seen it yet. So uh, was there a post to the IEB website for this? There is. There's a link that they, they sent a mailer out with uh with the link to it it hasn't gotten a lot of a lot of sharing yet Let's see if i can find the the link here if we put it up on the website maybe talk about it a little bit i don't know how much i want to talk about it to be honest with you <laughs> i have to be careful on what i say yeah let's see here well, well so why why is it necessary not to talk about it very much? Well, we can. I, I want people to go in and read it and make their own commentary. Well, sure. So it's always a good thing. And because I'm an IEB member, I have to be careful in everything that I say about this document. So what's the name of the document? Uh, I'm going to put it up here. No, I'm trying to it's pull podcast, up podcast too. measurement version 2.0. And dated uh, the 14th. It's dated uh, yes. Oh no, August 11th, 2007. 17. August. Oh, they, no, 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 no. They want feedback by August 11th. Though. Oh. Okay, but where is so is it an article that was posted on the IEB website? Um, um yeah. Dated the 14th. Yeah, I just have the link to the document. Sorry, Rob. I don't have measurement guideline. Yeah, I went to the IEB website and their link is broken to that that article. So So let's see here. I'm going to go at it from a different angle. I think that what we need to really Okay, here it is. I think I what people it. should focus on is really, um, I think everyone should take some time and really read this thing and pay attention in particular to the, the measurement um, methodology. So in essence, what the document says is that if, um, here in my house, <clears throat> on my internet connection, I connect to a show and download it with my phone, then with my computer, and then with my Android device, and then with um, um, an old BlackBerry phone, and then with my Roku, and w how many other devices I have that can connect to a single episode, we're going to count each one of those as a download, a viable download. A unique download? Yes, yes. Has, From that's associated with a unique IP potential listener. And with a unique IP. So it's not going to be, okay. So potentially what we're saying is that you, Todd, have five devices. Yes. You've downloaded... <clears throat> that episode in five different devices. Yes. Essentially five times. Yes. 
that gets counted as five listens. Yes. To a unique IP. Yes. <clears throat> okay. Now there's a whole lot of stuff in here that goes along with it. Um, but that is the essence of their what has been decided to be pushed forth as the methodology for counting. And there's, you know, having whitelist, uh, blacklist, that type of stuff too. Uh, filtering, looking at... Uh, so it is definitely... Um, I guess the question gets back to is <clears throat> how many people have their podcast set up like that? Um, or they, or do most people consume their podcasts on one of their devices or maybe two? I know the absolute true ground truth on this, and I'm not going to talk about it anymore. I've talked about it many times over the years past, and I will, let's just put it this way. I'll, we will put something out at some point about that exact question. Okay. Cause I think that, that does open the, 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 the box of questions, right. Of, are we, are we heading down the path towards, you know, numbers that are inflated, uh, again, uh, I know you don't want to talk about this. I'm sure. Cause you're on this committee, but I can't cause I'm not, <laughs> Um, are we heading down this path towards, um, you know, not real numbers or inflated numbers being, being the part of the standard? Um, and let's be honest, it's, it's, everybody's going to know what's going on here. I mean, it's logic, right? And it's going to be exposed that that's what's happening here. So they, um, they do have four filtering logics, recommended process for measurement, applying filtering logic, applying file threshold logic, generate metrics, and audit the process. So, you know, they, um, so they're calling this filtering using IP address plus user agent. And let me read this. A combination of IP address and user agent is used to identify Unique users and downloads, for example, if the same file is downloaded 10 times by six users, six user agents behind one IP. So let me read that again. For example, if the same file is downloaded 10 times by six user agents behind one IP, that would count as, a, as six users and six downloads. This method requires a blacklist maintained to block IP addresses excessively download play at a, at a value that is not feasible. <coughs> In order to better support high-density IP addresses, dorms, corporations, a whitelist of IP addresses may be maintained, may be maintained, may be maintained. For these IP addresses, it is not necessary to filter by UA. Um, Preloading a podcast directly results in podcast download being counted when they should not. There are two possible solutions to handle this. Policy puts in place to not allow preloading in players, which happens a lot. Sometimes you can't even help it. Number two, use a download threshold based on ID3 header payload plus one minute of recording time to determine if request was was for a play slash download or for preloading. So you have to follow step two, apply file 
threshold level. So they've got some information about that in this document as well. So the one minute is the threshold. That's what for they're counting. One minute of audio delivered is the level. Yes. Audio is that filtering out the 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 graphics file that gets downloaded. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that's you know, but an example the other day I had a we had a client that had a six meg PNG in his file. He only had a six minute podcast. The uh, the me media file was bigger than the uh, than the audio. Or, or the, the, the graphic was bigger than the audio. Yes. Yeah. And number three, eliminate potential bots and bogus requests. So there's a whole section on that. Talking about play pause scenarios, handling handling HTTP request, applying file threshold levels. So there's a whole section in here on applying file threshold levels. Downloads below a certain size are like, and this is not this is not wrong. This is good. Downloads below a certain size are unlikely to result in human consumption because too little of the file was received to listen to any content. The following rules help eliminate the downloads that are too small to be counted. Number one, to count as a valid download, the ID3 tag plus enough of the podcast content to play for one minute should have been downloaded. ID3 size recommendations, since the ID3 file size varies quite significantly, each publisher should measure the ID3 tag file size for each podcast to be more efficient in cases where ID3 size doesn't change, the publisher should set a size for the show program and whenever the artwork changes, recalculate the size. Number three, content size recommendation. The size of the download for one minute of content will vary based on a number of factors. So recommendation is for publishers to calculate the size for each show. They go on to say this does not require continuous monitoring of the podcast as each episode gets served. Note one, the one minute was chosen as a conservative minimum size since other mediums use similar or smaller thresholds. Note if the podcast size is smaller than a minute, the metrics provider can indicate that fact and use the actual full podcast size as the threshold. Okay. So, you know, there's... I will say that, um, let me go back to this. I just closed the article. There's some good stuff in here from what I'm hearing. Yes. So there's some good stuff. So I will just say that the methodology, um, the methodology that is being recommended is not used by some other players in the space the let me let's go back and find the mm -hmm. how they're titling this um the ip plus user agent that is not being used by everyone matter of fact well it's not being used by everyone so there is guidelines in here exceptions to allow other parties that are using an ip plus another method to explain why they're using this other method. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I also noticed that the, the document starts to cover um, ad delivery issues. Yeah. Um, Starts to talk about dynamic ad insertion. Uh, 
One of the things about dynamic ad insertion that I, I don't hear get talked about a lot is the changing um, media file size that uh, actually happens with that. Yep. Um, and how that can mess up um, the uh, the actual byte size number that appears in the RSS feed. Sure. And I believe that uh, some of some of and Todd, correct me if I'm I'm wrong here. Apple looks at that right um, to help determine whether a new media file is there. Is that as I don't, far as your understanding? I, I, is that correct? I don't know how Apple identifies if the media files change. To be honest with you. Okay. You'd have to ask Angelo that. Yeah. All right. But you know, there's some good stuff in here. But, um, you know, there's still, uh, let me look here. Did something get removed that I thought was in there the other day? Uh, oh, isn't this interesting? <laughs> something that was in the document that, we were talking with someone else about the other day. It looks like was removed. Hmm. Okay. So I also see a number five um, in here, just below dynamic ad insertion. Talks. It says podcast measurement. Uh, it talks about in digital display advertising, ad tracking is performed using beacons uh, that are triggered <clears throat> in the web browser or client which verifies that the ad was viewed or at least had an opportunity to be viewed. In podcasting, client-side tracking is usually only possible when client player passes tracking data back to podcast producer distributor. In this setup, the player is programmed to notify the server that the ad has been played. While this setup offers the most accurate ad delivery counts, it represents a very small percentage of the podcast industry, less than 3%. It's kind of interesting. I guess not exactly sure what they're trying to communicate there. Are they just making a statement or are they, I don't know if that's part of the standard. Um, are they trying to somehow link up uh, the, the uh, banner ad tracking technology? That sounds a little bit like podcast one uh, and how they were tracking um, Ad delivery based on the same, it's called dart tagging is the terminology that was always referred uh, down there. As, as far as you understand, Todd, is that kind of what they're talking about here is trying to open the door to this, this concept of um, having a, a client side tracking signal that's embedded into a, a player on the web that, that, that reports back to the server. Is that what they're trying to set up here? Uh, Rob, I don't know. Okay, because that's kind of that's kind of what it implies here that they're heading, they're pushing down that path. Um, and I don't know how, hmm, whether or not that's going to work. Let me see if I can find something. I'm I'm confused about something that uh, uh, may have been. And if something that, hang on here, let me see if I can find it. Oh, yeah. So if you look on page 13 of this document. 
Under which section? There's two. Uh, it's podcast audience metrics definitions. Okay. So <clears throat> this and some of this information was um, directly submitted by us on version one of this document. But just read to yourself, Rob, line number two, and then we'll leave it there. Leave it at that. I don't want to make any. Line, oh, in the first paragraph? No, in the bottom of page 13 where it says podcast audience metrics definition, subparagraph yeah. two. Just read that. Oh, subparagraph two. Okay. Okay, so we'll just we'll just be quiet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> so we're trying to maybe uh, pull cookies into this. Is that what we're trying to do? No, 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 no. I'll, I'll okay, talk to you about I'll, I'll talk to you about it offline. Um. So it's JavaScript. It, oh, you must be looking at the wrong thing. And there's nothing about JavaScript I'm talking about here. Okay. Oh, no, no, you you need to go below where it says listener. That paragraph. Oh, that that paragraph. Okay, okay. That the second paragraph down. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. That's different. Okay. Since. Huh. Yeah, I think they for I think they forgot something. So anyway, it says here <clears throat> limit limited to a max of three IP addresses. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if they'll clean that up during the final yeah. method, but it contradicts. Yeah. Are they thinking that a unique listener? Well, that's, single listener could be off of three IP addresses, a maximum of three IP addresses. No, that's not what that says. So, okay, maybe it, represented by IP address, but limited maybe represented by a combination of IP addresses and user agents. So, what part of that is? So, listeners off. may be resented by IP address, not addresses, but limited oh, to a max of three per IP. Three. Okay. It's okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. It's 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 not accurately represented there. Yeah. No. As compared to what they say on the top of the document. So. Yeah. Anyway, this is worthy of a good read for everyone um, that's interested in this stuff. You know, by yeah. definition, the the methodology isn't wrong. The question is, is it the is it the best way to do this? Um, so well, we're getting getting down to the meat of the matter now. Yeah, <clears throat> yep, right. Yep. No more beating around the bush. We're mm -hmm. gonna see what we can get worked out uh, by getting into the details here. Yeah. But I would just challenge you, Rob, to do some server log looking at your, you know, go on your guys' side and look at, you know, take a hundred shows or a hundred episodes, and then look at how many how many times a unique IP actually touches the media file. You know, do that as an exercise, and I think you'll come up with uh, 
an interesting, an interesting. Mm, how should we? And it, it let's okay. Let's say IP plus user agent. Even if it's the same user agent, just count how many times, how many times that repeats, and you may be surprised with that end result number. Can you give us a? I've, I've, I've talked about it many times, but I'm not talking about it no more. Some there people are people are going to have to do their own homework at this point. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so we'll leave it at that. Hate to be this way, but at this point, just just as the way it's going to have to be. So. Hmm. Well, I mean, it's it, it does make sense to do that. It, I mean, it, it's going to put it's going to bring more people to the table. Um, on the same topic, and it's just not going to be Todd putting it out there. Right. It's it's going to be others that are going to do their own due diligence on this, mm-hmm. and it's going to bring more people to the table to say maybe what's being done here isn't what's accurate. Well, let's. let's I want to be careful here and say that what they're doing is not necessarily inaccurate. That's and I want to be careful there and saying it. This well, is this is a true. different that's this true. is this is a different methodology, and it really it boils it, down to two things. Yeah, it's not that it's inaccurate. It's more that it's it's not it's not going to give you what you think that it's going to give you, right? In in my opinion, in two instances, number one, they could be undercounting in certain regards. They could, in certain regards, actually be undercounting with this method, and number two, there could be without proper <clears throat> filtering, without proper whitelist, blacklist, they could invoke overcounting. So it, it's a double-edged sword. In one piece, there could be some undercounting, and number two, there could be some overcounting. If, if the right mechanisms, that's the big piece, is being able to filter and be, develop whitelist and stay on top of it and have blacklist. And the blacklist, you know, our blacklist is 25 times bigger than our whitelist. You know, if you think about that, blacklist equals abusers. You know, those are the, you know, those are someone trying to work the system. Uh, or bots or something. Bots, uh, methodology, that stuff. So that list is 25 times larger than the whitelist. So... Um, you know that that's the thing. That's the key here. Is they're going to be act. You have to actively maintain this, and you have to actively. You know, you you got to have another. Another thing you do is you got to have a big enough data set where you can see it. If you've only got thirty or forty shows that you're measuring, um, you do not have a big enough data set to be able to see a blip on something that's happening on a specific show. So if you if you think about this, if you're running the same logarithm across all shows, you know, and you're you're running the same filters, when something oddball happens, and you have a user agent, or you have a bot, or you have a technique being utilized, that sticks out like an absolute sore thumb. For example, if you have um, you know, you know the running totals globally, top 20 or top 100 of the types of devices that are consuming stuff, and all of a sudden get this oddball in a show where his listening audience has got 80% of, you know, all of a sudden there's this blip that shows up and it says, 
there's this a massive amount of downloads coming from this specific user agent or you know whatever it may be um it, it falls outside of the global trend line so you can look at that i mean instantly you see that and you're like whoa what what is going on here and you go look it's very easy to see that but if you don't have a big enough data set to be able to see that going on you could very easily manipulate 40 shows easy to manipulate 40 shows where i've got 45,000 shows to look at you 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 can't you can't manipulate 45,000 shows at once sure you might manipulate 20 but i'm going to see that that quick you know mm-hmm. my global control panel i can see when all of a sudden something is fell outside the bell curve of where it should be and you say whoa 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 what's going on here and go look and make a determination okay does the activity that's happened here is this tied to any university or is this tied to a uh, a server in china that's doing something it shouldn't mm-hmm. <clears throat> um todd i see another section in here um called higher level metrics yep have you had it i mean i i'm assuming you've seen this it it talks about a little bit more of the ability to use a similar technology to cookies or or IFA uh, identifier for advertising. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it'd be an ideal mechanism to track audiences over time. That, but this can be done using an, uh, methods as described below. If the publisher distributor have the ability to identify the user, that would be, I think, in this case, the listener. They should indicate the mechanism used and provide the metrics, downloads listeners for any additional metrics supported. So are they like opening the door to other types of um, tracking that would be more more aligned with cookies or? This, uh, this part I'm going mean, ha- to have to defer. I don't know, Rob. And I, again, yeah, and I. It seems like to some degree, and maybe um, maybe you can give me kind of a high level view on the purpose of this document. Um, but it seems to me like it's it's more like a description of what we could do, not what there's a standard for, right? It's almost like we're setting up something that's new here. Um, we're like saying we could do this, or we could do that, or these metrics could be built. There's a few options to build these metrics around this kind of stuff. Um, so would you say that that's kind of some of the sections in this are really trying to say, this is what we could do. Um, I assume that everything it's putting it out there. I assume everything that's being done in this document. And again, I wasn't involved in the day to day editing of this, um, because Angelo was, and, uh, you know, you, you're dealing with a big group of people. So, you know, and setting agendas aside, which there's always agendas in any other any group, there is somebody's purpose being served here, and I and and uh, and it definitely, you know, at least on my initial reading for this, I'm just going to have to go back and ask, you know, where where is this? Where did this come from? Who submitted this? What validity is there to this? What you know, all that stuff that that maybe I don't know, I that I can't answer on right now. Yeah, I mean, I. I don't really expect you to, to know all the answers to it. I'm just, 
getting the impression as I look at this, we're, we're still kind of in the definitions phase of this. Plus we're also putting out other, other things or other ways that could be used to track this stuff. And I'm not even sure if you think about this kind of tracking, it's only going to be, uh, maybe in, in, maybe in a third party app or in a, off of a website is really all that you're going to be able to get access to metrics based on this methodology. Well, I'm just, uh, I I would assume based on just reading this and I, I kind of get an idea maybe who this came from, but I can't, I'm not going to say at this point until I kind of confirm, you know, what the agenda is with this high level, high, higher level metric. Yeah. So, I'm glad that they do say do not deploy autoplay in your players. Right. Do do not preload content unless the intent was clearly to play the podcast. Yeah, they left the door open on that. Because mm-hmm. that could be abused. Seems like. Okay. So I'm actually sending a message over asking him to look at that section explain to me maybe I can get an answer for it from the next show or if he checks his slack today maybe he'll respond today um so anyway you know I, I it, it's a lot further than where we've been for sure we've got uh you know a lot deeper in the weeds here yeah um but you know it's getting you know, that many people working together and trying to get them a degree on everything and degree on, um, you know, what math we're introducing, what math they're introducing. There's, there, it, 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 it's, you know, it's, it's a give and take with it, with anything. So, um, and it looks like they're, you guys are starting to cover filtering, which is good. Yep. Yep. But um, it's been interesting. You know, and here's another thing too, Rob, is it's challenging for us, you know, and in for Podtrack and for Libsyn. We, you know, we've invested a huge amount of intellectual property and spent a lot of money refining, all, all three companies, refining our measurement methods. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've got many years of experience. So oftentimes, you know, if, if I laid out everything, you know, I, I'm literally giving someone a million dollars worth of knowledge, you know, with, with, for free. And, um, um, and what, you know, again, while I'm saying that there is, um, you know, number one, I don't like leaving legitimate downloads on the table. I don't, I don't like doing that at all. If it's a, if it's a legitimate download, we want to count it. Number two, I don't, to ever want to, you know, I want to be able to maintain a, a good filtering blacklist, light list, been able to make sure that we're never overcounting. So that it, it it's a two way street, you know. And in in is there a fine balance there? I don't know. What what weighs more than the other? Do you, you know, what? How do the numbers change uh, on a system to system basis? If everyone implements exactly what they're saying in this document, then do you? Do people's numbers go up 
do people's numbers go down? Is the delta a ten percent? You know, where does that where does that lie? And um, I get spooked a little bit because we have a good handle on the data and we know what's happened over the past literally twelve years. So for me to say we need to switch our methodology to this to this or, yeah is going backwards for you right right so uh, all i'm going to have to do is exp- we're going to have to explain okay here's where we go the next level and um and, and just use that as it is it it definitely and i don't think i'm going to be the only one doing that so and it's not that this is just so everyone's clear it's not that this is wrong i, I want to make that clear here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay but there are trade-offs to you know, probably to both methods so yeah well i mean if you're um just based on my perception of your platform your 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 platform is going to be pretty pretty darn accurate uh what's happening out there and but is that automatically Todd mean that your numbers are probably going to be lower in some situations than what a platform using this, um, as a basis for tracking would would have. It depends on how good their filtering is. If their filtering is really good, their numbers will be lower. Oh, okay. Depending on how exactly they deploy those filters. Right. Right. Again, I don't like leaving downloads on the table. You know, the, but but some parts you know, done a certain way will leave more, and other parts will be leave less, right? Right. I mean, so the devil's in the details on yeah. This. So that's where I told you go do your homework, Rob, and then you'll know the yeah. answer to this. <laughs> yeah. And and what end of that spectrum you want to fall under, depending on. I mean, I hate to say it, but it. For many, it'll be depending on the business model that right, that company right, operates right. under. And there's going to be some companies that are going to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. They don't want to do this method at all. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, if I mean, lo- looking at a platform like Spreaker, uh, you know, we don't have an agenda for a particular higher or lower no, number. No. I, and I've always said I, I don't care what the number is as long as I know what the number is. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know, and there's there is a... Okay, so what's the delta in in the methodology? Well, is it ten percent? Is it five percent? Is it three percent? Where we don't know that. Again, it's but Todd, a- I also don't want to be um, judged in this industry, and I've seen it other places too, where some number on a metrics um, dictates the success or failure of your company too. Right. Like, like you know, I'm going to compete in the market because I have higher numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to attract more podcast to my platform because I can show higher numbers. There's been a few in the space that have tried to play that game. Yes, they have. So, you know, it's, and if you show lower numbers, maybe that's not as attractive to a podcast that's trying to monetize by advertising. You know, and I think in a document like this, not everyone is going to be a hundred percent happy. I'm sure all, you know, all the companies have given, taken a little bit on this thing and they're like, 
you know, and they, and they battled this and, you know, literally battled this out uh, meeting after meeting. And, you know, sometimes it goes down to just a few words in a sentence, you know, and, um, you know, sometimes a word in a sentence gives someone just a little wiggle room. You know, it, it, it really is, is, is that detailed, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, and another thing too is the, something that we weren't involved with, we didn't even know the editing was going on, but the podcaster playbook is now in public comment too. I haven't even looked at that. If you get back off travel yesterday, I, you know, I was just like, when did they start editing this and why weren't we even notified and what's, you know, so I have to look at what's been edited in the podcaster playbook too. So what's, what's that? Is that a separate item in here? It, it says not in this document. This is purely measurement. The podcaster playbook yeah. is, uh, basically, um, let's see if I can find it. It's from, it's from AIB. Is, is it from the, the other work group that was working? Yeah. Let's see if I can find it on the website too. Yeah, I, I I have to go back and find the. I guess I gotta load the email. It doesn't look like it. Maybe it's been put out yet. Yeah, uh, I think it is. It's yes. Let's see if I can find uh, the email that I was. I had it. Was having an ongoing email with someone about this. Let's see here. Let me look at it. Where's that at? There we go. See if I can find the link. So they sent. Oh no, this is not for public yet. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm not seeing a link to it off of the website. Yeah, it's not. So there was a. Um, so th- there's a draft that's out to us for for comment. Is what it is. So that's in work. And uh, I need to go through and review it. So I'm sure at some point that'll be out for public comment too as well. But uh, so you know, a lot of data being put together, and um, you know, it's it's going to help the podcasting space overall. So yeah, it puts us a little closer. But you know, the real problem still continues to be the suppression of CPMs. And I got another. I had another company call me and say, well, I'm getting such and such over here. And how come you can't do that price? And I'm like, I don't do, I won't do it. We, you know, it's, it's, it's too bad to be honest with you. Could also be the glut of content that's out there and the, the amount of people that are trying to get advertising too. It's no, it's the big vendors taking smaller CPMs, you know, they get huge inventory. So they're, yeah, we'll, we'll take eight, you know, what it boils um, down to. They must be turning some big numbers. Well, yeah, some of them are. Some of them turning some massive numbers, but it it uh, leaves the the average guy on the sidelines, you know. Yeah, which is too bad. So we'll see what happens here over time, but uh, you know, model the model is moving. And uh, not necessarily a direction that I'm very pleased with as far as the pricing goes. We just have to try to hold the line the best we can with the with mm-hmm. the vendors. 
I only so know. Did I hear? Did I hear it right? That podcast movement's going to be uh, in Philadelphia next next year. It's either Philly or Pittsburgh. One of the two. I I, I saw that. In, I heard it was Philadelphia. Maybe it is. Um, let me Google. Actually, I should have looked in the podcast. Uh, I can look in the podcast movement community. I'm pretty sure it was Philly. But, the, you know, getting to the East Coast, which, you know, that's a kind of exciting. And I guess, well, um, the Mid-Atlantic Podcast Conference is happening in Philadelphia again here in September. And I also see that there's a Philadelphia Podcast Festival from July 14th through the 23rd. I guess it's happening as we speak, hmm. um, it's probably a fan event. Right. Well, there's been a lot of, uh, um, I guess what you want to say, a lot of uh, of those festivals have been happening. So, Uh-huh. More and more, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm actually on their site right now. The fifth annual Philadelphia podcast. So I didn't know it had been going on for five years. Yeah, Holy me, smokes. Me neither. How do we miss that? Well, it's. So one of those multiple things that are out there. Do you want to see, uh, let me show you something here, Rob. Yeah, well, I got to load it. You know, I was on Facebook the other night, and it, it forced me to change my password. I've never had that happen before. Mm. I went from my phone to a browser within like five minutes, and or from my phone to um, my phone to a uh um, you know, website to a browser on my computer, and it mm-hmm. uh, it it flagged it. So let's see if I can blow this up anymore. So if you wanted to go check out the Philadelphia Podcast Festival, it's at uh, phillypodfest.com. Cool. And that's Philly with a Y. So did you see our team picture we put up online? I did see that. That. That was the first time you guys have gotten the comp- the whole team together. In well, one place? We, we were short Is that right? uh, four people plus our our blog writer wasn't there, so actually we were short five people. So oh, you were okay. Yeah, so this is the the Columbus office, and uh, you know, in the picture I'm showing right now, you got Angela on the right, you have got Mackenzie, you got uh, Winnie's a dev, Lena's a dev, you got Brian who's the creative director, Barry who's the CFO legal guy, me, uh, Mike mm-hmm. Dell the support guy. Uh, George and Thomas were both devs, and um, so who was mess- missing in the uh, in the picture was let's see if make sure I don't get this wrong here. Was missing uh, Jeff out of New York, missing uh, Kathy out of Denver, missing Sean out of California, missing uh, Charles out of um, uh, Atlanta, and then our our blogger. Our independent uh, contract blogger was uh, not there, so okay. But yeah, had a good had a good team meeting. It was it worked out well. Um, it was good to have everyone you know in the same room, and it, you know it's usually just the board that's meeting. So uh, I was glad to get as many people as we could into Columbus, but. Yeah, it's it's good. I mean, I found it to be great to be able to get whole team together. As you know, you know, going to going to retreats with the team is helpful. Yep, definitely. Yeah, absolutely helpful. So, um, yeah, I was really uh, 
had a good week. Had a really, really good week. Then it was like did a bunch of interviews and so yeah, it worked out well. Let's see, let me see what else we got in the stack here today that was in the news. Let me look over and pod to pod. I didn't see a lot new over there. Yeah, the upfront. Uh, they talked about the upfront that's coming to uh it's gonna be in New York on September seventh. That's another IEB sponsored event. I think you started to talk about it at the beginning of the of the show here. Yeah. Yep. And it's got uh you know, it's a uh, who's all participating. It's um Gimlet, How Stuff Works, iHeart I Media is, I guess, going to be there because they're starting to produce podcast content. Panapoli. Gimlet, Panopoly, ESPN, Panopoly. How, yeah. yeah. So, you know, we don't, we're just, we're not a content company, you know? We don't, we're, yeah. we're not doing, you know, content deals. So, uh, these folks will bring in probably one of their, of their, you know, headliner shows and, that's how the upfront works. It's the vendor. They pay to do they pay to be part of the upfront. So each company pays a, a fee to the uh, IEB and then the um, the vendor and a and the talent they get so much time on stage, it's like twenty minutes or something like that, that they get to pitch uh, mm-hmm. any of the media buyers that are uh, are in the audience. So Yeah, it's 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 a very small group of podcasters that participate in these things. Right. It'll be like nine or ten, you know, whatever the it's it's I think it's a one for one. So ESPN will have one, Gimlet will have one, How Stuff Works will have one, iHeartMedia. They may bring two, but it they've only got the same amount of time. They've got a very limited amount of time to Yeah, is it like t- fifteen minutes or something and, like, like that? Twenty minutes. I think it's twenty minutes 20 to minutes. pitch. Yeah. So um Anyway, that's the upfront that happens. I think there's a second or third one. Oh, it's a third. It is a third. Mm-hmm. So, slated for September seventh. Yep. And part of it, they they play up the whole aspect that the market is expected to top two hundred and twenty million dollars in advertising sales this yep. year. Let's see what else. Um, a lot of people are still talking about the about the uh, Apple stuff, but no one really knows what's going to happen here. You know, to oh, be honest. when those those new tags are going to be supported? Yeah. But there's a lot of job openings going on. Uh, the folks at uh, Quick and Dirty Tips are hiring. Uh, they're hiring some folks. Mm-hmm. Gimlet is seeking a producer. Slate is seeking a director of podcast. Uh, you know, most of these folks are out on the... Uh, most of these jobs are, I think, on the East Coast. I don't know where the Gimlet one is. Um, it's maybe, probably on the East Coast, too. Yeah, it's in, in their Brooklyn, New York office. So, you know, if you live in New York, uh, if you can afford to live in New York, uh, it's a great job opportunity. But most of these companies are all in these big, expensive cities. So, Yeah, yeah I also know, I mean, this September and October, there's just a boatload of podcasting events happening. I mean, so many that I, I, there's no way that I can participate in all of them. Um, you know, like the now hear this Mm -hmm. is going on in New York in September. You get LA Podfest. you got, um, podcast movements. You got, I mean, that's in August, but yeah. 
just the list, you know, the list goes on and on and on. It, um, and it sounds like this PodCon event in Seattle is exploding. We were told that uh, they've already sold 2,000 tickets to PodCon. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just like, okay. That's another kind of a listener event. Yeah, but it's, you know, it, it's interesting. So we're probably going to go, but um, yeah, it's... You know, all these events, I, you know, I'm looking at, and talking with Barry about the budget. I'm like, my God, can I, you know, how many of these know, can we do? There's so many events going on. It's just crazy. You know, I set my budget at the beginning of the year, what we're going to do for events. And you, there's three brand new events that pop up and you're like, it's 10 grand to do an event like that. So, you know, do you, you know, mm-hmm. you suck it up and go and do you make the money back in, you know, and in, in what it costs to attend and, you know, have a booth and all that. And so it's. It's it's challenging, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Is PodCon uh, really doing any kind of booths? Uh, I'm not sure. I know they're doing sessions. So yeah, so yeah. yeah. I just wasn't sure they were. But um, uh, Snooky, a- Snooky doesn't appear to be on Podcast One anymore. Snooky and Joey are launching their own podcast over on Acast. It makes you go, hmm. I'm not surprised, actually. <laughs> I'm the one that 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 worked on launching his show or her show. So, yeah, is she grown up a little bit? And uh, I haven't listened to new content, but uh, they get a great album art. She's, you know, they did a good job on the picture. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I know that podcast one had a hard time selling her show. So, so. At the time, anyway. That's been a few years ago now. Right. Host of the Tax Season podcast, and I've never listened to it, was charged with murder. So we've got a podcaster that uh, has been uh, charged with a federal weapons possession charge. It was tied to a May 2016 shooting at Irving Plaza in Manhattan. <laughs> so I think this is the first Great. This is the first podcaster we have that is... Uh, in jail for killing, or, uh, you know, accused of killing someone. Let's be careful there. <laughs> okay, I guess we're growing up then. Yeah, huh? we are. Um, we did release... We go ahead. Murderers in our midst. Yeah, we did release PowerPress uh, 7.1, and uh, we had uh, the most number of downloads we've ever had on a single release of that t- plugin. So... Uh, people are widely anticipating its launch to get a hold of the new iOS 11 keys. You know, the new the new tags and so forth are supported in it. So, mm-hmm. had a couple emails. Uh, How come this is not working in iTunes? <laughs> I, I've implemented it's this. It's broken, Todd. It's, you, know, it's broken. you know, they're like, "How come it's not there?" I mean, we we implemented it. Why why is why is it not showing up? I'm like, you have to wait for iOS 11 to be released. What? What? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> We're so it. impatient. We got to have it now. Read the fine print. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and we did change subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We did have a bunch of people worried about that because that was very important. We had the labeling, right? <laughs> hey, Todd, I was thinking um, maybe we, in the next few weeks, maybe we start Maybe really going after some more guests again on this show. Yeah, uh, we can we can probably go after that. Yeah, that would be Let's cool. See if we can 
bring on some people that can uh, bring uh, bring a little fresh perspective to yeah, bring some interjection to it, the the two curmudgeons here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're getting a little too curmudgeony here, so <laughs> let's bring in some some fresh meat that we can chew on. All right, that'll work. So I'm not quite sure who that fresh meat might be, but uh, I'll come up with somebody All that'll right. rattle your cage. Okay. So everything looks good for the next two weeks for me. I will probably will be uh, traveling the week of the 31st, but I don't think it's going to affect the show. It may f- affect the show on August 5th, but uh, the next two, 22 and 29, we should be able to be fine to be back on Saturday shows. You got anything going on? Um, I'm at the Conclave, which is really kind of an odd name for a for for a show that I'm going to. Mm-hmm. Um, have you heard of it, Todd? I've heard of it, but I'm not real familiar with it. Okay, it's uh, it's basically a radio event that's happening in Minneapolis. I'm going to be there on the 25th uh-huh. through and coming back on the on the 28th. So I should be back, um, able to do, do the show on the 29th okay. of this month. So so anyway, I'll be back there doing a panel on podcasting, talking to radio people. And I did uh, see that the 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 National Association of Broadcasters folks are uh, still working away on trying to come up with uh, a podcasting effort at the next NAB show uh-huh. in Vegas next year. So it seems like it's uh, moving forward. Um, that they're going to have their own little pavilion. It looks like is kind of what it's the direction that they're going towards. I'll probably do more around a content track. Um, they just did a half of uh, a, a day. Uh, who knows what they'll do, if they'll do a full day or something like that. But right. uh, it seems like NAB is getting on board. Well, good. Yeah. All right. Well, we're here at the end. And, oh, we uh, are. 1030 yeah. already. Yeah. Wow. It's amazing. When time's ha- Time flies when you're having fun. I guess so. So everyone, thanks. For being here we appreciate you coming in and hanging out with us and um, everyone that uh, has commentary today we want to hear from you you can reach me at todd at blueberry.com or on twitter at geek news of course you can follow me on facebook as well and of course you can follow my multiple podcasts your podcast over at powerpresspodcast.com geek news central podcast at geeknewscentral.com of course we want you to subscribe to this show here at newmediashow.com rob how about you Best way to reach me is uh, just send me a note in, in Twitter at Rob Greenley. It uh, can also be found, obviously, an email, rob at uh, spreaker.com or rob at robgreenley.com. Both will work. Uh, and th- those are great ways to get us. And definitely re- you know, reach out if you have something to share and we can talk about on the program next week um, of something that's important. Um, and I'll, I'll, like I told Todd earlier, I'll see if I can get on an interesting guest to talk about a um, – you know, a unique topic in the space or something like that. And we can kind of spice it up a little bit for next week um, or the week after, depending on how long it takes to actually get somebody to commit to a Saturday morning. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Everyone, thanks for being okay. here. And uh, thanks for joining us on a Sunday. I know we've had people popping in and out on the live stream. So thanks for, for watching. It's definitely yeah. been our pleasure to bring the show to you today. So we'll see you next time here on the new media show at newmediashow.com. And I get subscribed so you kept don't miss a single episode of the show. Take care.
Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye.